0: I Love Gay Palm Springs with John Taylor, comedian Shan Carr, and Gay Desert Guide's Brad Burr. Here are some things that are not going to be on episode 88 of the I Love Gay Palm Springs. There will be no Pepe LaPue.
1: (laughs) What?
0: And there will be, but
1: no Dr. Seuss, no No Dr. Seuss, no Sneeches. What? What? No Mr. Potato Head.
0: What is Potato Head Head to you. Oh, Lord. Potato
2: Head. So so I know somebody who works for Hasbro, and he gave me a little bit of the inside scoop on it. They really, at at first, they were just looking to sell more Potato Head products. They weren't thinking of it in terms of the gender identity. They were just putting together a four-pack of potato heads that could be universal and they could make more money. And then it all kind of blew up into Mr. and Mrs., maybe unintended consequences, but probably in a maybe in a positive way for them.
0: Well, they're selling more potato heads. Exactly. To angry white men.
1: As the bratty comedian, I do have to ask, maybe just some interchangeable genitalia. I mean, what do you think?
0: I should do that for Barbie.
1: In the 80s, they came out with um, a Barbie in the wheelchair just to create an accessibility image of that. But the wheelchair didn't fit through the front door of the dream house.
0: Oh, wow. I didn't realize. So the the dream house wasn't ADA compliant? It
1: was not at all. What so funny.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: So funny the things they do. Well, and we've got a couple other things. Um Miley Cyrus was at um was she four She yeah. was like trying to flash her hoo-haws. It was a really cute picture. And the Dine and dasher. They was caught.
3: caught. He's been. Yes, yeah, he's been tra- caught.
1: It's such a small resort town that the Dine and Dasher is a story two two weeks in a row because, you know, yeah.
0: apprehended at Sherman's.
1: So, yeah, don't mess with those Sherman's people. No,
0: well, thing. Did you see all the penance that people are thinking he
1: should
2: he should no, pay what? for this? There were a lot of comments on Facebook is that he should be made to wash dishes to, to pay for all the meals at his uh, various restaurants.
0: I uh, we'll certainly get restitution, but I kind of like the dishwashing parts.
1: I that, love that.
0: That's like a classic solution to not paying for your meal, like it's Laurel and Hardy.
1: Classic.
0: Right. You'll okay. you get in that kitchen and wash dishes until you pay off your meal.
1: That's at each restaurant. He has to go to each restaurant. Each so one, does it, exactly. Does it go to court? Is there a judge that we can needle into just being creative?
0: Let's I've, find out. I like that.
2: Who's our judge?
0: <laughs> I, I'm I'm judge and jury on so many things. We're all judgy here in this town. So we, you can't get a jury, but you can get a lot of judges in Palm Springs. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. So uh yeah, So those are the big stories, and and actually the big story was good news. I mean, you know, I was watching MSNBC this week. Yeah. Every night was like the good news show.
1: It really is so lovely to be able to turn on the news. You know, I just downgraded my cable, and because I have Hulu and Netflix and Amazon and YouTube Prime and Premium and all that, and so I just downgraded downgraded my um, Spectrum cable to ten channels. Oh, yeah. I, I always tune to Fox News almost every day for a while until it makes me angry, which is about eight minutes, and then I turn it off. And uh, in my selection of 10 channels, I did not choose Fox News, and I feel better already.
2: Yeah. I think that's a smart, I've got, so I'm just the opposite. We just got, we, I went from the 10 channels and our condo association got it. So we get the entire bronze package. So mm-hmm. now I can sneak in and take a look at Fox and Fox business. And and, and I'm like, uh, I don't, I, I, I'm about the same way. I don't think I can even get to the eight minute mark, especially if Tucker Carlson is on. Yeah. That, I, I can do about 90 seconds of that. And that's one of his mug. Oh and those comments, I just can't. Let's move
1: back to a happy story. Let me tell you a little (laughs) bit about what we've got on deck today. Today, we've got Rob Hampton from the Bureau of Tourism. We have Love Tashia Asante from Elfond. We have Nino from The Standard Magazine. We have Dr. Laura Rush with our COVID update. And Daryl Tucci, who's the Chief Development Officer from DAP Health. We got a big show ahead.
2: And our show brought to you today by our friends at Tori Nissan in La Quinta. The 2020 Tori Nissan Leaf is the uh, car that's parked in my driveway, and you'll see it cruising throughout town. Get a new used car today at Torrey Nissan in La Quinta. Lots of things going on this week. We're, uh, I'll be talking a little further in the show about uh, what's happening in I Love Gay Palm Springs this weekend, but I want to give you a quick preview of just a couple of things. The um, Palm Springs International Dance Festival is happening this weekend. Desert X, as we record this on Thursday morning, they are doing the press briefing, which we are missing right now, but I've got my team listening in, so we will have all the details on D X. X21, as it's known. And Desert X opens um, from the 12th, which is tomorrow, through May 16th. Tons of exhibitions
0: going on. Can we uh, can explain you know, what the- Desert X is for people that may not be familiar with it or might be from outside the area? Because it's really cool.
2: Oh, thanks. Yeah, you're right. Um, it's, it, it's, it's exhibitions that explores the desert as both place and idea. Um, and it brings in artists from all around the world to create art installations that sometimes um, work well into our, um, our our desert landscape, and sometimes uh, provide a, a weird juxtaposition. So there's all kinds of things. What's that? Uh, what's it called at the? Uh, what's the big sign that's out at the head Indian of
1: Indian Land? Indian yeah. Land.
0: Sort of like the Hollywood sign, but it says Indian Land in all letters. Yeah,
1: which is beautiful, and the spectrum of art. A lot of it is, you know, it's outside, right? And so it's interactive. You walk through it. You can snip it and lick it and touch it or whatever. However you experience art. (laughs) But um, about I don't know four or five years ago, I remember one in the strip mall, um, in a strip mall on the north end. There was a vacant shop. And it was so weird. I mean, some of this stuff is so cool and weird, but they filled the whole storefront with sand and mm. then hundreds of thousands of cigarette butts put out. And that was That's the whole message. And you couldn't yeah. walk in, you could just see it through the window. Yeah. And sometimes it's a structure. And um, last uh, last year, a couple of years ago, Dream it was pickup. all mirrors out in the middle of the desert and yeah. you could stand in this mirrored house and the desert was reflected all around you while you were inside really creative interactive experiential art
0: and outside is not a bad thing during you know the tail ends of the pandemic and the and the shutdown opening up a bit Although it's still, um, it, they still you know,
2: delayed it, and uh, they're still having some concerns over it. And the other concern that's been bubbling under, of course, is uh, some of the board members resigned over the fact that they had done a Desert X type exhibition in Saudi Arabia that was paid for by the Saudi government. So there's that undertone, there's still some concerns about that, um, but uh, Desert X 21, uh, 2021 does go on. On Saturday, the uh, Rainbow Cro- Crossing paint restoration is going to take place in Cathedral City. The Public Arts Commission in uh, honor of Mayor Greg. S. Pettis. It's the rainbow crossing there. And we're missing in a month or so, we're going to be missing LGBT days in Cathedral City. Just one of the many things that have come off the calendar. Our uh, calendar of events is updated on gaydesertguide.com. You can download a printed version or you can just search for the various things happening um, through Gay Desert Guide's online interactive calendar. And we'll bring up more of some of the great things
0: happening around the desert later in our show today. Ah, oh, you know, since cathedral city, um, gay days is not happening. I'm, I'm going to do a race in my bed by myself.
1: <laughs> oh, that's good. Because there is a bed race. That's part of it. Different organizations decorate a bed, and then they run the track in front of City Hall to see who can do it the fastest. I've emceed that a couple of times before. So much fun. This is one of those events that this is the second time it's been canceled. And the old flyer came out, and I was emceeing LGBT days uh, last year. And they're like, oh, I'm so excited that you're going to be. I was like, "What? What? Sorry. Yeah. It's only a
0: Facebook memory. Sorry yeah. about Exactly, yeah. exactly. I wanted to let uh, our viewers know That if you would like a written transcript Of the I Love Gay Palm Springs uh, Podcast right now would be A good time to get a piece of paper And start writing everything we say down
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, But actually when, when The premiere happens on Facebook um, At 11am on Friday mornings We monitor what's going on In the chat on the side and we try And put the links up to some of our guests Websites and uh, information about their events and our, our sponsors and advertisers. So if you happen to view on Facebook, you uh, just look in that uh, chat and you'll get the uh, the clickable links. And if you really want to write down everything we say, start scribbling. Well, today we are joined by Rob
2: Hampton, who's the general manager of the Palm Springs Convention Center and also by de facto fault. It is the Bureau of Tourism responsibility that falls under his purveyance. Um, Rob, welcome to the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast today. How are you doing?
4: I'm great. Thank you. Thanks for having me.
2: Rob, you're doing a wonderful job with the with the Bureau of Tourism, and um, and you've had your challenges now with the convention center trying to get that reopened. I know there's a movement afoot by the California Travel Association to get the governor to you know get better clearance or guidelines on opening up. What can you tell us about that, and what can you tell us about meetings coming back to the convention center?
4: Well, that's a, that's a lot to talk about, Brad. Yes. Yes, there is a movement Uh, actually it started in June of this year, there was a group of convention centers throughout California that came together to form the uh, California Convention Coalition, and was really we delivered a white paper of sorts to the governor's office, uh, demonstrating and wanting to make him aware of, you know, all of the, all of the safety protocols, uh, uh, all of the, all of the ways that we can host Business events in our buildings in a very safe environment because, by the way, that's what we've been doing for years. You cannot invite thousands of people into your buildings um, and 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 not have a safe environment for them to, to, to them to meet, to eat. You know, a thousand people being served out of the kitchen. There's got yeah. very strict uh, sanitation and safety protocols in place. So,
1: so what will be some of the changes that we, as a visitor at an event there, will see?
4: It's gonna be very much like what you're seeing that everywhere you're going, the, the social distancing. We've, we've really uh, you know, got a lot of, 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 uh, of uh, signage that is reminding people for their social distancing. Uh, you, so you'll see that. Um, some of the things that you won't see is are you know, air filters. You know, when, when this all came out, they're like, okay, we well, have to change all your filters. Well, I went to our engineering department and they're like, oh, we're already there. And what about the, oh, we're already there. This is something that we do. We did have to upgrade a, a little bit of our cleaning products just to, to fit yeah. CDC guidelines. But, but no, what you're going to see, uh, you know, there was a lot of talk in the beginning about temperature checks every time you go into a building and et cetera. I think that's kind of fading away as we understand, as, as the vaccine is, is being um, distributed.
0: Speaking so of vaccines, was- how many vaccinations uh, actually took place at the convention center?
4: Uh, I got a report yesterday. It's about 8,000 people so far. And we're in, okay. Yeah. So, and we're, yes, exciting. I about, know we've <laughs> all
1: been checking on my turn to see when my turn is. Yeah. But miraculously, <laughs> I'm neither old enough or fat enough or sick enough to be on the list for some time. But I, my friends have come home from the convention center every day. So excited. They thought it was seamless. They had a great, you know, great experience getting that done. So we're grateful that you guys have put that together and made it work.
4: Well, we're, we're thrilled to have them here. You know, we, we did uh, testing uh, three different th- three different times in the building. Um, and this team, they're from Curative, a company called Curative. Uh, they are so uh, uh, so professional. They're so uh, customer uh, friendly. You know, that's what we do here at the convention center. We want to make sure that everybody feels welcome and, and comfortable. They're doing that. But you know, everybody's anxious. Everybody wants that vaccine. So they do have a lot of people showing up at the door. So, Uh, but they're doing a really super, super job and Rob, I
2: just want to remind everybody that uh, the We Are Palm Springs campaign sprung from, uh, from your offices and we are so happy to be involved in that campaign to support our local businesses. Now we're kind of moving on to a new phase, which is um, starting to promote staycations uh, with our local hotels, as well as some of the uh, now you're starting to uh, to get people coming in from the drive markets again, correct?
4: Correct, and you know, and we've really put that in place because the convention center cannot be successful without a strong, uh, you know, uh, unique business community that surrounds it. You can go to any building, you can go to any city, and work in the building. So we do realize the importance of having uh, great, unique restaurants, wonderful shopping offer, uh, offer uh, offerings, uh, great attractions. All of those things is what it takes to host a good convention. So on the Bureau of Tourism side, we obviously could not welcome people in from all over the world, or, or the country. So we did focus on that. And you're right, Brad. We went with the rest, uh, the rest, uh, no retail first because they were open restaurants. And now we're looking at helping our our uh, hotels here. And uh, and thank you, thanks, all, thanks all of you for letting us be a part of this. And and uh, and I know that we're talking about what that next phase is going to look like for we are palm springs
0: there was 1.9 trillion dollars that was uh, earmarked to to help with uh, you know post-pandemic america at this big building in washington uh, earlier this week uh is there going to be funds from that uh, covid relief bill that helped the convention center specifically and the bureau of tourism
4: you know not specifically you know the money will go to the city the city owns the building the city also funds the bureau of tourism so you know, indirectly, yes, that will help them, um, you know, and, 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 and hope that we'll be able to continue getting our funding through the city, which I feel comfortable with. You know, we've been able to uh, fulfill everything that we said we were going to do for them.
2: Good. Rob Hampton, thanks for joining us today on the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast. And can you tell us when you think the first uh, event may come back
0: to the convention center this year? Hold on, let me get my crystal ball. It's going to be uh, Johnson and Johnson Jab Fest.
1: I was going to say the exact same thing. That's <laughs> the only event we want to be invited to what right now. we so look forward to
4: Jab Fest. Uh, you know, we, we do have some stuff hanging on in July. and uh, We have a really nice show in July that's holding on. I don't see how we're going to open. So I would say probably September, October, we're going to be able to start welcoming conventions back. But in the meantime, Uh, keep a lookout for the curative uh, uh, website and 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 if you come over to the convention center make sure you give me a call and say hi Hi.
1: thank you so much rob Rob. hands the general manager of the convention center we look forward to going there and getting poked
4: (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) thank you all we appreciate it Next
1: we have Love Tashia Asante, award-winning journalist, author of seven books, TV personality, and board member of the L Fund, which is a nonprofit organization in Palm Springs that empowers lesbians and trans lesbians through financial crisis assistance, education grants, health and wellness programs, and grants for the arts. Love has worked extensively in the LGBTQ community, both as a journalist and an activist, to uplift and inspire people of color and their
5: allies. Welcome, Love. Yeah, I'm so happy to be here. I love you guys. Oh, <laughs> uh, we are so happy.
1: We are so happy to have you here as well. And you
5: are a fairly new board member at L Fund, correct? that's correct this is my first year and i'm so excited there's so many incredible things there's going to be grants for women in the arts there's going to be grants for women in crisis so you know if they're going through major transitions in their life they'll be able to come and help you know get some assistance and some funding to get them through those kind of tough times which a lot of us are going through right now well and what inspired you to join the board I just love the passion. I love what the organization is all about, their mission, the vision. It just spoke to me. It resonated with me and and the other work that I do. And since I'm now here forever in Palm Springs, I had to come and be of service to an organization that I really believe in.
1: This is an organization that I have worked with since its inception Ah. on so many different levels from running the El Fund Gala to, you know, and then this year, last year we keep saying this year but last year as the pandemic started every transaction i had going every gig i had going fell apart my health insurance quadrupled yes. and within a couple of months i had to go to the l fund for assistance of a group that that i I had supported and honestly, I didn't want to. Barbara Carpenter called me and she said, if you do not apply for help, I'm gonna tuck money under your doormat from my own (laughs) bank account and you don't want that. (laughs) Talk to us about how it is to not be ashamed to get through the feeling of getting help.
5: Absolutely, I, I was just telling this story yesterday. I was talking about, there was in in my work once as an activist, I remember meeting a doctor who was homeless on the streets. And I remember saying, you know, how did this happen? How did you end up Homeless living in your car going from being a doctor with a thriving practice and he talked about a sequence of events that happened you know one after the other and it happened so fast that he couldn't keep up with it and he found himself in crisis and so it can happen to any one of us it's not there's no like exempt of persons with this kind of challenge in our lives and with COVID-19 and with the pandemic this stuff has been you know it's increased exponentially and it's mm-hmm. happened to so many people who have, you know, worked all of their lives and had thriving businesses. So I think the L Fund's work is especially important right now during a situation like this.
1: I just want to say as a recipient, which again, I just find it difficult to imagine that that's where I wound up. And in the convincing, I mean, women, we want to be strong. We want to be self-sufficient. We want to, we don't want to feel like we failed ourselves. Yes. And I think it was Maria, who is the CFO, uh, she mentioned to me, why do you do this? Because Mm. you feel like the women are not self-sufficient? And how do you feel when you get the opportunity to be that kind of help? For someone who's in crisis, and solve it, and fix it, and put their feet on the ground. As soon as I got that help, I have charged forward, and you know, oh, it's goodness. amazing, it's powerful oh, to do goodness. it, and you need to let it be powerful to have it done for you as well. You know, exactly. Shan, I'm so oh, go on. I'm
5: sorry.
2: That story, Shan, because I know it. You know, you and you've you've shared it with with John and I, but I think it's really important that that story gets shared because that's going to be inspiration and motivation for, uh, for other people, for other women who are in crisis right now and need that support to reach out to the L Fund.
5: Yes. So tell us how to find the L Fund. So you can go to lfund.org on on your phone, l-fund.org. That's correct. Online, if you're on Facebook, we also have a Facebook page. You can contact us there. We check our messages every day. So, and and we will follow up, someone will follow up with you and you send us a message. We will usually, we are able to get assistance to people within 48 hours, which is so amazing. 24 to 48 hours. You do need to have a manageable need,
1: something that will put you in a situation to now solve the problem and be on your foot. You can't just need some extra dollars or, <laughs> right? I mean, it right. needs to be something that we can fix. Right. right, and then now, um, I know we've had a little bit of trouble. I'm on the advisory board for um, the arts grants and that all kind of came to fruition right as COVID was happening. And uh, so we are, look, you are looking for women with a specific project that we can help fund in the arts. and. Be brave, tell us something
5: about that. Absolutely, well, we have, it was started by uh, our former executive director, Barbara Carpenter, and of course, we are keeping this fund going, I believe it's now called the Deborah L. Moore Grant, it's an arts grant, and it's to support lesbian artists who are in need, who are trying to break through in some area with their art and their craft. And one of my favorite poets, Audrey Lorde used to say, That, you know, writing poetry, meaning doing your craft as an artist is a luxury. And so often as an artist, and I'm speaking for personal experience, you're choosing between like, you know, paying your light bill or doing your craft or doing your art. So it's so important to have funding out there that supports women in particular who want to do their art, who want to do their craft, but are going through a tough time and just need, like you said, I love the way you said it, that help over or that hand up, not a handout, but a hand up.
0: And it's not just for lesbians. Uh, you can yeah. give if you're uh, anything, you know, man, yeah. woman, child. If you've got money, you can uh, donate it to the yes. Elf Yes,
3: yes. Well, Are you getting know. a lot very- more grants
0: now um, uh, coming? You know, I was asking uh, the convention and, and uh, tourism uh, chief uh, a minute ago about like all the money that just got approved in Washington. Is some of that going to make its way to the L Fund through grants?
5: We are hoping so. We're applying for grants all the time. We're also talking with new donors, people who want to get involved. People will ask often how can they support They can support through their dollars. No gift is too small. They can also support by being of service, by volunteering for the organization. We always need volunteers. We have a big gala that we usually throw around this time this year, but because of COVID, like most organizations, we've had to postpone it, but we are planning something extra special in the desert uh for 2022 um uh, we're talking we're we i'm not gonna mention names but i'm just gonna say there's some talks about Les, people like Leslie lady gaga mm-hmm. and some other ones that we're oh, going to solicit God. to possibly be performers for our next gala so we're yeah, going to need volunteers we're going to need people it. to donate to sponsor the event so you get to be a part of history here in the desert and we get to have a blast coming together, celebrating the lives of wonderful women who love each other. Love
1: to Shia Asante. We're so glad that the desert is the beneficiary of your love and so are we at the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Okay, Thank
5: best. you so much for having me and much, much success. Continued blessings and millions of viewers on this show. Thank you again.
0: Love is your first name. Love is our middle name.
5: <laughs> now a
1: house favorite, please welcome to the show for our COVID talk, uh, our favorite
6: doctor, Dr. Laura Rush. Welcome again this morning, honey. Hey, good morning, good morning. So we've got some good news and I've got some good helpful tips for today. Doing. Okay. So oh, yeah, so our, our case rates are coming down. I have some data here, as you know, the county came out with it on Tuesday. We're back, we're down to 8.3 new cases per wow. 100,000. Our positivity rate is way low 4.1% so as last week we're 11.3 and 5.8 so things are moving down nicely. Everyone wants to know when are we going to the red tier my best guess is it's going to be probably the next week yeah okay so fingers crossed, we need to have less than seven new cases. We're at 8.3 now, so less than 7. That's hopeful. I think we'll get there next week. And less than 8% positivity rate for two weeks in a row. We're at 4.1. I'm pretty sure we'll we'll meet these metrics by Tuesday. So hopefully gyms will be open, theaters will be open. We'll be able to start normalizing a little bit. But remember, still got to stay safe. Now, the big question is on vaccines. Everyone is asking what's happening with the vaccines. Yep. Starting on Monday is when it starts opening up to more individuals, so patients with cancer, with kidney disease, diabetes, with an A1C 7.5 okay, and no, higher. your diabetes has to be uncontrolled. 7.5 right? and higher. Oh, yeah. So for some people, that's actually not considered uncontrolled. So certain segments of the population, that's actually okay. Depends oh. on their age immunocompromised patients, pregnancy, heart disease.
1: Same thing um, though, if you can't just be HIV positive. Your
6: HIV has to be, your T-cells have to be out. You can't they're be not, like- they're, uh, they're not asking for, for T-cells or anything like that. No one's asking for a viral load. Basically uh, it's up to your physician to make a determination if you are at risk. Uh, okay. So what I've been doing for my patients is that if, when they've been asking me, I need a letter there's a very specific letter that we just write that says, here's the criteria that the state is now saying it has to be met. And here's what my patients have. And included in that is if they have HIV, if they have AIDS. And it's basically, and I deem that they are at risk if by saying going out can put them to obtain medical services can put them at risk of, of getting COVID, then I can give them a letter saying, here, you qualify, go get your vaccine. So it's it's a little nebulous, but it's really up to the the state has given guidelines. But if your doctor can provide you with a letter that says you are immune compromised or you have one of these qualifying diagnoses, that should be good enough for you to take and get a vaccine. There's going to be
0: a lot of busy doctors writing letters in the next uh, couple of- We have form
6: letters. So it's a question of going in, clicking a few buttons in a printout. And most of these things can honestly be handled by a doctor's office staff.
0: Oh, awesome. I I actually got a question from a viewer. I feel like, remember Roseanne, Roseanne, a Mr. Richard Bacho of (laughs) Suburban Philadelphia asks. Uh, Richard actually wrote to us and and, um, he and his husband take two trips a year to Palm Springs He's had the vaccines, uh, he's fully vaccinated, meaning there's been weeks since the second vaccine, and his uh, husband has not received any vaccines at this point. They're slating they're slated to fly on April 21st, and his husband is very worried about that. Yeah. Uh, so what does Dr. Lara say? Are planes as safe as they're saying? We're in first class, good for you, uh, to avoid being close to others.
6: He's got to get vaccinated. But the issue is, even if he got vaccinated today, the, if he doesn't have any vaccines at all, even if he got vaccinated today, he's, if it was Moderna, he's got to wait 28 days to get a second. And then it's two weeks after the second shot that puts you fully immune or as fully immune as you can be from the vaccine. So going with at least one is better than going with at least zero. So, And if you got, got Johnson
0: & Johnson in and the next could,
6: few days. Right then he's good to go. And then it's usually two weeks after that. So there's there's a lot of people that are concerned like, hey, is the Johnson and Johnson just as good as the others? I mean, the bottom line is you gotta get vaccinated. And if you have access to a vaccine, waiting around for something else is, is, is gonna be worse for you. So if you're offered Johnson and Johnson, go ahead and get the Johnson and Johnson. It means you don't have to wait for a second vaccine. You should be fully inoculated and um, immunized within two weeks.
2: How about Sputnik? If you get offered Sputnik, what should you do?
1: Sputnik.
2: (laughs) I thought that was the, uh, wasn't that the Russian vaccine? To the
6: moon,
1: Alice, (laughs) to the moon. That's what you should do,
6: Brad. (laughs) So, yeah, so just try and get one as as soon as you can. Um, I know it's hard. I have friends that are struggling all over Southern California. Orange County apparently is a nightmare for some people to try and get vaccines. I know in an LA county, people are going as far out as Pomona, Claremont to try and get vaccines. Yeah. So there may be some hoofing it involved, but you got to do what you got to do. One All right. Well, back- good luck,
0: Richard, and and uh, we hope to see you in April for your uh, biannual visit to uh, Palm Springs and bring lots of money and spend it.
6: <laughs> Thanks, Laura. All right. You guys have a good week and get vaccinated if you're not already. Okay. I'm yeah. good. All right. Have
3: a good weekend. Bye. Uh, oh, action! <laughs> That's what I meant.
0: He's ready for his close-up. He is the publisher of the Standard Magazine at thestandardps.com, celebrating a big milestone. Welcome,
3: Nino. I let say Nino. Thank you. Hey, what's happening, guys? How y'all doing? Good.
1: How's We're going? so excited for you. The issue for this month just came out, and it is how many? What number?
3: What number? One hundred. Who knew?
1: I know. Everybody <laughs> knew because well, you've been. You've been the longest-running media source publisher, magazine manager, editor. What, twenty-two years in the Coachella Valley?
3: Well, actually, I got here in '96 and started working with the Desert Sun and the Weekly back then. Twenty-five years, yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, yeah it's and
5: pretty then crazy. the bottom
1: line, and then you yep. finally did what we all do when we wake our work our way up through it. You created your own media source and a hundred episodes ago
5: yeah
3: and, and the thing is i mean i worked for the bottom line for 12 years um and you know when they decided that they didn't want to go you know i didn't want to go in that direction they wanted to go in and so they decided well if you're not going to go we're not going to go kind of thing yeah and i was sitting there i was like okay what the hell am i going to do now so um mona de Krentis, as is who you know We love her. My heart and Maya Kalabek, who's my other heart. I have two, three hearts now. Um, They sat down and they said, you know what? Start your own thing. So we started talking about it. And one thing led to another, and boom. Hundred issues later, here we are.
1: Well, and you had been working with them for about a decade before yeah. you guys went on. And there's something about that staying power, you know, when yeah. you build a team and right. Yeah, you it, have- I'm very
3: fortunate to be able to, to 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 say that. Yeah, I've been working with these people forever and ever. Yeah. Maya is is phenomenal, as she you know. She moved to
1: Chicago and still stands right there. Yeah, at I your
3: told side. her. I told her that's the only way she could move to Chicago if she still did the magazine. Right. So she said, "Sure, you know, of course. I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna leave you high and dry." So, which is really nice because she's the one that makes the magazine look as awesome as it does. I it mean, and, and I have to say, she does Tell us what's in this hundredth issue. Well, basically, what we did was we, um, we want out of the hundred issues. There's so many that were that that have some really great stories, some great covers, and so on. So we really couldn't pick. Hmm. So we had a, a panel of experts who, they're not experts, but our, some of our readers, some of our advertisers pick and choose a few that they really like. So that's the top 20 that, that appears in the magazine this month. So we have little excerpts, copies of the pictures. The, the ones that I made sure that we had was our very first one. Um, I made sure that we had the first cover that, um, Shag, the artist did for us, yeah. for our <laughs> art so beautiful too. He, spe- he specifically did this one just for the magazine. Um, also some fun ones like the First Ladies of Disco. It, 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 some of these were really fun and, and so on, but the rest of them were, were picked by, again, our readers and our, and our advertisers. And they, you know, and then we have little excerpts of what was in the particular publication and links to those publications. if anyone wants to go back and check them out.
1: Did the first ladies of disco coincide with Evening Under the Stars when they had 10 disco it, divas? It was
3: it was evening under the stars.
1: It was so fun. Wasn't it? Wasn't it,
3: it was one of the yes, best. Of I was best backstage
1: ones. chattering and drinking yes, and hanging yes. out with the girls. It was such a beautiful. I mean, I think every woman only did one song. She got yeah. out there, she banged yeah. out her hit. It, amazing yeah. it. Drop some
0: drop some names on us of who was backstage and who was in that that uh, first ladies of the uh, disco.
3: Oh, you had obviously Martha Wash. You had Evelyn Champagne King. You had uh, Linda Clifford. All the all the great divas, uh, the women from. Uh, she, Pamela Stanley. Pamela Stanley. Oh my God! I mean, oh, they, they, awesome. and, they, and France Jolie. Uh, yes! Oh Yarners, my gosh! It was yeah, so they, they they and then they all came out at the end and they did the, they did the whole melody of melody. Melody. medley 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 like a vegetable medley yeah that there you go
0: <laughs> if it wasn't for you meddling divas we would have gotten away with it <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know i've got a question did you ever do print or has it always been
3: online oh yeah it's always been a digital publication when we first started it we wrestled with the idea yeah. And, um, you know, we thought, well, you know, something I, I, I call a couple of people that I knew, uh, some, uh, uh, this agency that I've been working with for 15, 16 years in New York and, and project publicity, as you probably know who they are. And, um, you know, he was telling me, he says, listen, I, I go back and forth. Uh, my husband and I live in the suburbs. I ride the train every day to come to work in Manhattan. I watch what's happening and people. Now are looking at their phones, looking at their iPads, looking at their laptops. No longer do they have their newspapers or paper or anything. So he says, I recommend that you do, um, you know, digital. I mean, it's the way to go. It's the way of the future, so to speak. Um, and it was so funny because our the month that we first that we launched in January, Newsweek decided to go digital as well and get rid of 80 years worth of of, of paper. Yeah. Well, and you so, were
1: obviously the first queer media place here in the Valley to do digital, I think. Uh, I, I
3: think so. Yeah. yeah. I think so. Yeah. Right. There it, was a little learning curve figuring out how to yeah. turn the page. and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah. Whole of, it, it was and, and it was, you know, and, and to be honest with you, I'm glad that I did. We did it digitally because especially this past year. Yeah, So many things have happened with a lot of folks who still did print. I mean, they had to kind of get on the bandwagon of the digital if they want to continue doing what they were doing. Right. So for me, it wasn't a big deal uh, to be isolated at home because I did it anyway. The only thing that yeah. I missed was, was the socialization with everybody else.
2: But we also want to just get a quick update on IBC 2022. Okay. So um, that
0: up. is... International Bear Convergence. Correct. You know another right. acronym yeah oh well, hey, you know we, but it <laughs> is the bear acronym i mean that's but, the premier bear event worldwide as far as i know right
3: it, well it, it's it's up there with with the, several of the other ones as well i want to be a little humble about it but you know it's it's um we're still uh cautiously optimistic about having it in 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 uh february the end of february beginning of march next year 2022. Um, we'll know for certain come May, cause that's when we start really pushing it every year in May for the following year. So in the next month and a half, two months, we'll see where all this craziness is going. Hopefully with the va- vaccine, things are starting to pick up, things are starting to, to look uh on the positive. I'm staying very optimistic, you know, optimistic you know cautiously optimistic
1: congratulations on your hundredth issue we thank can you, find it you. at thestandardps.com
3: yes they could pick it they could check it out click on the link read the current issue they could see it it's on facebook it's all over the place so just click on the link and check it out and uh uh any questions my email is there my anything you know,
1: I'm, I'm I love available. you so much. Thanks Nino. Happy to have
3: you here. Thank today. you guys.
2: Bye. Bye-bye. Welcome to the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast. Mr. Daryl Tucci, the Chief Development Officer at DAP Health and a good friend as well. Uh, Daryl, the organization has gone through a rebranding from Desert AIDS Project to DAP Health recently. Uh, tell us a little bit about the, the,
7: the thinking behind that. Sure. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. It's always a pleasure to come on once a month or every two months or so. Um, So, you know, DAP uh, has uh, gone through a 12-month process to explore our name and uh, with two main objectives. One is to Uh, always honor our roots and to make sure that the world knows that the core of what we were founded to do, which is to serve people living with HIV and to end new HIV infections, is never going to stop being a part of who we are and at our heart. And at the same time, make sure that our name is also not a roadblock to others to receive care so after a year's worth of work led by the brand marketing team that's led by stephen Hanke, um, the the leadership of the organization all the staff the board etc went through a very rigorous process of focus groups and surveys of clients and donors and community members um, and worked with a wonderful graphic designer tom dole and as we came through that process and talked about our work at the end of the day dap health uh, we felt best uh brought to life. uh, The fact that DAP still pays very strong homage to our past as well as the current work we do in that arena and at the same time health really anchors all of what we do uh, to provide a better explanation as to who we are.
2: I was reading in Palm Springs Life there was a beautiful article uh, recently in Palm Springs Life about this this new branding and you're now up
7: to I think 8,000 clients that are being served throughout the Coachella Valley. Yes, in, including the patients this year that we served for COVID, that number is uh, over about 9,000 now. Wow. And tell us now, we've got a, a, the Hope Begins with Health campaign. Could you uh, tell us a little bit about that, please? Sure, I'm happy to. Obviously, about a month ago or so, we would have normally have had a Steve Chase Humanitarian Awards. I would have seen the three of you all decked out, along with 1,500 of our friends, um, to support the great work of DAP Health. And obviously, due to COVID, uh, we couldn't do that. But the urgency for fundraising was actually greater than it's ever been, not less, due to COVID. So like everybody else, I'm going to use the word that I am so tired of hearing we pivoted. We're going to bleep that, by the way. Go <laughs> I ahead. A dirty no, word. Please, please. please do. Um, but we, we really more seriously had to decide, right? Here is what we know the community needs from us, and I'll share that with you in a second. And we still needed to raise the money and without, you know, the big fancy event, right? So at the end of the day, we identified the core work that we are being told by our community needs us to bring to the table for them. And they are the four pillars of Hope Begins With Health, uh, the one is just generally expanding healthcare access. Uh, that is everything from offering case management to people who don't live with HIV to bringing toiletries and phlebotomy in home for people who need it uh, to broadening our work to better explore how we more deeply and culturally competently serve women and communities of color. On the, the second one's behavioral health. We've never had greater demand for behavioral health and we have no room to take on more patients. So we are doubling the size of behavioral health by renovating the interior of our building to build a bigger clinic. COVID, obviously the third pillar, we couldn't have this campaign and not talk about it. Obviously, testing is a huge part of what we've done, having tested thousands of people in the last year. and Now we are in the process of vaccinating thousands of people as a vaccine testing site currently only for our patients um, who fit in the proper county tiers, but vaccination happens on a daily basis at DAP today. And lastly, but obviously the, you know, not leastly because it is our core, how we address and continue to deal with HIV in the middle of a pandemic. So, dealing with those four core issues um, during the course of this year is our goal, all right, in addition to the rest of our work. And Hope Begins With Health is basically a fundraising campaign to raise the money to do that work. So it's a $2 million initiative that wraps up around April 30th. And uh, then we'll actually look forward to celebrating the success of that and the generosity of all of you in this community to uh, with a virtual gala on May 9th uh, when we bring the Steve Chase Humanitarian Awards to you live on NBC Palm Springs.
0: Well, you may need to build uh, another addition to the behavioral uh, health just for me. <laughs> ask my co-hosts <laughs> no all three of us Actually,
2: i think we could all uh we, we 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 each get our own wing or room yeah. in that
7: place because we all got we all got it well, we, <laughs> we, well got we, welcome, we would welcome all of you helping crowdfund the the construction of it that'd be more well, and, <laughs>
5: and being
1: the entertainment face of this one like i want to know who's the headliner of the May event
7: so uh, I don't have that information to share yet, so bring yes, me back. Yes, you do. Oh, <laughs> oh, please.
1: I don't. Well, I well so you. we want the scoop. How is it that we get the scoop when you are ready to share it? <laughs> uh, invite me back in two weeks.
2: So we got Lady Gaga scoop today.
1: Well, yeah.
2: Kind of, maybe, sort of.
1: Elfund oh. is in well, talks with uh, Lady Gaga.
7: Oh, I really? love me some Gaga. She is not our headliner. Um, yeah, so, and yeah. I don't think we're going to have a marquee one name headliner. I actually think we're going to bring you three or four uh, notable artists to bring wonderful entertainment into that evening. And um, But we're still in negotiations of their contract. So I, I, I need a little bit more time before I can bring you the show.
0: Well, if anybody bumps into Miley Cyrus at a restaurant yeah. in Palm yeah. exactly. Springs in the near future.
7: Just give her a little nudge towards uh, Daryl yeah. Tucci. Just give her my number. I'd be happy to chat with her about it. That'd be awesome. Well,
1: thank you so much, Daryl. We're so glad to have you here. We keep our eyes on DAP Health. We're in love with your new rebranding, and uh, we can't wait to see what you do next. Thank you for all you uh, do.
7: Thank you, and we appreciate all the ways that the three of you and so many others support us so that we can do our good work. Thank you, Daryl. Have a great day. Uh, my pleasure. Have a great day, everybody. Bye.
2: Well, we've had a wonderful show, and uh, now at the end of the show, we wanted to continue on some of the great things that are going to be happening throughout the Coachella Valley. Um, Two things to bring up first, though, are are this week's crushes. Um, Michael Nickerson Rossi was our man crush Monday, and that's because the Palm Springs International Dance Festival is happening this weekend. And we had Lena Ingram as our woman crush Wednesday. She did a wonderful Uh, job of providing us with some great images, and we've got those up on the screen now. You can always check out um, historical Man Crush Mondays and Woman Crush Wednesdays. They're now available on GayDesertGuide.com with those videos. Well, there's other things going on. uh, Mina, Mina Hartong, who's been on our show before, has a Free live comedy show by the students of the Stand Up Comedy Workshop that's Saturday afternoon. There's a new Farmers Market in Rancho Mirage happening on Fridays. Um, David Green's Musical Theater University back with Front Row Center. It's the desert's only weekly entertainment show with the MTU talented students. KESQ is airing that on Sunday evenings at 5 p.m. now. uh, Palm Springs Cultural Center Outdoor Cinema. It's the birdcage this week and uh, the film Stray on Friday night as well. A reminder, daylight saving time. There's no savings, it's daylight saving time. Uh, You spring forward one hour when you go to bed on Saturday night, Sunday morning, and you wake up and it's not quite as light out early in the morning. However, you will have a chance to have an extra hour of uh, daylight when you check out the Coachella Valley Wildflower Festival, and you can join the virtual Super Bloom 30 miles in 30 day challenge. That's to support the friends of the uh, Desert Mountains charity. Modernism week goes on and on and on, and the online experience going through March the 15th. And we want to welcome a new partner today with us. That would be Computer Wiz Jonathan Lands. And that is actually the name of his company, Computer-Wiz. And uh we had him, we we tested him out with John Taylor's ailing computer. John. What do you yeah. guys
0: say? Thumbs up. I thought it was. I thought he was great. He came over with his mask, and and uh, and I I actually cleaned my first. I cleaned my keyboard. Well, we thought you. We thought you cleaned your apartment. <laughs> well, I dusted my desk. That's a biggie. That's a that's a real biggie. Yeah, Shan's got a look on her face like, yeah, I've been at that desk.
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, so we welcome Jonathan as a new partner to Gay Desert Guide. Yeah, um, he fixed me up. He's great. Oh, that's wonderful. And he also does a lot of things virtually where you can just log into your computer and and fix things. So nice to know that that worked out well. Um, Alexander Rodriguez, he was in town a couple of weeks ago, and we've set up our next bow ties and Bears brunch speed dating Sunday, March 21st at 1 p.m. on Zoom. And uh, there's a grand, there's a code if you are on our email newsletter list for a 25 percent off discount this week. Well, uh, a year ago, we would have been getting our red outfits together for the red dress, dress red party, but it's the virtually red dress weekend, March 20th and 21st. They are looking to fundraise over $100,000 for the food bank. Our friend Craig Ramsey is going to guide us through virtual warm ups on both days, and there's going to be a virtually red food drive for the community food bank. And of course, DJ Galaxy, of course, he's involved in this, as he is with so many things. We thank him for everything that he does. Finally, hot deals include Chill Bar, Destination PSP, Monster Shapes, Johannes, Nothing Bunked Cakes, and many more. All to be found at GayDesertGuide.com in our I Love Gay Palm Springs weekly news roundup, as well as in our newsletter. All right, so
0: click on those hot deals.
1: Yeah, I just want to sit home alone with a bunt cake. Oh, you're God. Hey guys, what a great show, great guest. Thank you so much. And thanks for joining us on I Love Gay Palm Springs.
3: For info on this week's topics, go to
0: GayDesertGuide.com and join the Oasis Insiders Club. Each week you'll get the Gay Desert Guide this week in I Love Gay Palm Springs newsletter with news, community events, and hot deals. I love Gay Palm Springs with John Taylor, Shan Carr, and Brad Furr. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Listen
4: on Apple Podcasts and wherever you get podcasts.